Hello everyone, this is Jacqueline Lowe at Grace That Rains. Welcome to the Electric Eel Series. We created our summer series of podcasts to give you a spiritual jolt out of your everyday life to help you to focus on the wonder of God and the wonder of the moment during these very trying times. Sometimes, wonder needs a jolt. God works in powerful ways. He is the ultimate healer. But God also uses the relationships that we have with animals to help us to heal in our own lives. Today, we're going to speak about our relationship that we have with horses. Sheila Urban knows about that kind of relationship and she's our next guest. She uses her talent in teaching and her special God-given gifts of encouragement along with practical knowledge of horsemanship to help people to heal. So without further ado, here is Miss Sheila Urban. Hi Jacqueline, how are you today? Hey Sheila Urban, doing really good. I'm glad to have you on our show. Can you introduce us to your world of horsemanship today? Um, I run a small uh, riding academy. Mm-hmm. I, I help people, uh, teach people to ride, whether they be adults or children. Mm-hmm. And then we also, that's my, uh, that's my business. And then we also run a nonprofit, which is called Southwest Kansas Equine Therapeutic Program. Oh, okay, good. And Yeah, and we, my husband and I own about... 14 horses that are personal horses Mm -hmm. and then we have about 60 horses on our place because we also board horses for people and board means that we provide a place for the horse to stay that's safe and then um, they can come out and see them whenever they want great that's wonderful when did you start to ride um i grew up around horses my father always had horses for us for the family as we were growing up and stuff. And mm-hmm. horses have just always been a part of my life mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, it's what we did on the weekends when my dad was home. And, you know, growing up, we did all kinds of different things, horse-related, whether they called them Jim Connors back then. And today they, they call them fun days or, you know, mm-hmm. little showdios and things like that. I know some of us just get on a horse and it looks really easy, but I think there's a lot more to it than that. What is real riding all about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, A little bit about me is I grew up a cowgirl. Mm -hmm. And so the only requirement my father had for us was you stay on and you get the job done. You know, (laughs) there there wasn't any what I call horsemanship involved he he you know taught me the things that he knew and stuff Mm -hmm. but I was about 30 35 years old Mm -hmm. and um it uh I got into showing horses and that's where I discovered the horsemanship trait oh okay um Mm -hmm. yeah it was you know I had a little horse knowledge to begin with because Mm -hmm. I had been around them I knew how they acted and things like that Mm-hmm. But at that point, I became aware of all the benefits and all the 
things that horses have to offer us where before that time period they were just a means of a family recreation does that make sense exactly and this means you can open up your whole new world and relationship with your horse absolutely because once you learn to speak their language mm -hmm. then they become so much more willing to do the things you ask for of them and it's not just uh, i have to do this i want to do this for you no oh, i get and it so the horsemanship part yeah is just amazing hmm. so i'm now i'm on a lifelong passion of horsemanship <laughs> hey sheila what are the skills then that you've learned from studying horsemanship well um i learned how to properly communicate okay. it, it, just as you said before you know so many people get on a horse mm -hmm. and they're a passenger right and so and what that means is that you know they're just riding up there kind of like the trail rides you go on oh, when yeah. you go like up in the mountains or in the rockies or if you go um the, the horses just follow each other you don't have to do nothing but stay aboard right and so the horsemanship part is communicating with the horse where in a language they understand so what you're saying then is communicating with your horse is key yes yes because you know they, we gotta we gotta go into their world mm -hmm. and you know how do they communicate in their herds and how do they you know want to communicate with us so speaking about horses and the way they communicate with us how do they help us when we're having difficulties in our own lives horses have I believe it's God-given. Mm -hmm. um, horses have a way of healing ourselves where either one, we don't know what's broken, mm -hmm. or two, to bring us into the present moment. Because our horses are a living, breathing, thinking animal on their own. Right. And so when you're with them, you owe them that respect and that uh, time right. to be completely with them. So what you're saying is you have to spend time with them to get to know them, to bond with them in order to understand them. Is that correct? Yes, because even somebody that like say that doesn't know anything and they came out to the farm, mm -hmm. they would, even as you're brushing them, even as you're tending to them your mind and your your whole being is focused on what they're doing the horse is doing how is the horse reacting to you how is the horse responding to you and so it takes your mind off of other things what you're saying reminds me that it's not about us it's about the horse then like prayer it's not about us it's about god Yes, yes. Even though the the other factor of it is where they heal something inside of us that maybe we weren't aware of it or we were aware of it and maybe we may have a clearer, clearer thought process mm -hmm. when we're done, say, for your hour or whatever. Oh, you know, if you're riding mm -hmm. or, or grooming, then you've had 60 minutes of something you gave a thought process. It's kind of like giving it up to God, mm -hmm. but sure. sometimes people have a hard time with that. Right. And so, because they, they want to control it. Right. Well, with the horse being a living, breathing, thinking animal, 
you have to let things go to focus on that. All right. And so, and you're not out in charge of the outcome also, right? Right. They teach us so much more than we teach them. Anytime I've ever had difficulties in my life, mm -hmm. whether it be, oh gosh, relationship-wise, uh, uh, just, you know, work-wise, children, raising children. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could go out and spend some time with my horses, right? it's kind of like it re-centered me, mm -hmm. but it really, you know, mm -hmm. it, that was God working through them because he knew I couldn't shut off my mind enough uh -huh. to do it myself. Okay. I believe. Yes. I believe. Yes, like I said, he speaks through us, through through animals, through the ways we communicate with them and the way they communicate with us. And I think for you, you get up very early in the morning and you spend time with your horses. <laughs> I, I know you do. And um, and that's the centering for you, isn't it? Yes, yes. It kind of just, you know, it's just like prayer in the morning, you know. Mm -hmm. Go out there and, you know, kind of things are revealed to you things are brought to your attention, you know, and it just mm -hmm. kind of gets your day started and centered on the right spot. This is exciting for everyone who's listening. You haven't really been introduced to horses before like like I am, and, and with Sheila, this is really wonderful. So, Sheila, can you explain the work, the healing benefits of horses to your riders when they come to ride your horses? Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Um... It's exciting to see, um, for example, if I have a rider that comes to me and maybe they are, I mean, there's a, a multitude of things a horse can bring out in a person. Mm -hmm. And what, what they do, like if you have a person that's maybe shy yes, or... You know, maybe they don't um, communicate well. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that person comes out, and if they are, let's just use the term, a bump on a log. Okay. <laughs> and they don't, and they don't have any expression or anything like that. Sometimes the horse will draw an expression, draw a feeling out of them hmm. and they're not even aware of it or or if you have a person that um wants to maybe they're very busy mm -hmm. they're very they're you know busy minded or busy busy you know they can't stay still okay. if you take a horse right will calm them down okay so you have both ends of the spectrum okay. that a horse can help with can you share with us an example of a student perhaps one who has had ADHD, who's had problems concentrating, and how his or her relationship is affected and changed by horses? One particular student um, was very busy-minded and always wanted to, uh, they was having trouble in school uh -huh. and didn't want to be able to sit and focus. Okay. Well, once they got on the horse, mm -hmm. They had to pay attention to what their horse was doing. And so it centered their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so they could communicate with the horse and get the horse to do what they wanted. 
Okay. And, and be able to give it the cues and things like that that it needed. So I, they're very, very good for people that have ADHD or ADD. Oh, my gosh. Are all horses intuitive? Um, yes. And, and I say that with some reservation mm-hmm. as far as some horses have not always had the best um, upbringing, mm-hmm. per se. Right. And so if they have had to mask, if the horse, if the equine itself has had to mask their feelings, sometimes it takes a little longer right. for them to become healing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But... Most of the time, a horse will will help heal a person. Okay. They're, they're all intuitive, I should say, because they go through body language, and so many people are unaware of their body language, but the horse will sure read it. So, Sheila, we spoke a little bit about healing and how the horses can help us to heal mentally and give us a sense of peace. I wonder now, when we ride, how does a horse help us to heal physically? Well, physically, it depends. I have had riders that um, have leg trouble, mm-hmm. and sometimes just the the act of sitting on a horse mm-hmm. because their legs are draped over, they're like sitting on a barrel, that would help their hips. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, maybe they're not aware that they're not using their hips, they're they're compensating in some way. Mm-hmm. Well, riding a horse is is movement, and so it gets their hips to unlock, and they get off the horse, and they go, wow, I can move, oh. you know? Mm-hmm. Or if they have um, a feet problem, right. if you have, have them take their foot out of the stirrup, Mm-hmm. And maybe do some little exercises and stuff because gravity is going to play a role in that. Right. And then also the act of something moving and you're still working on an exercise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Will help the body heal a lot. So people think that if you sit on a horse, it's easy. It's all you sit on a horse. But I found myself that it's not that easy. It requires a lot of muscle. <laughs> Yes, up through your back, a lot of different muscles that you normally don't use. This is very interesting. Tell me more. Yes, yes. We've had uh, children and adults come out that could not sit up Mm -hmm. because they had no back strength because either their condition or even able-bodied riders that like slouch in a chair or spend a lot of time on the couch with their back towards the back right you have to sit up on a horse so you're engaging those back muscles okay and yeah and so it strengthens their back and then some of the um handicapped where maybe they don't get to use those back muscles because maybe they're in a wheelchair or their condition doesn't allow them well if we ride with them we can kind of hold them up but also the movement of the footfall of the horse helps work those muscles so they don't get that where their muscles aren't worked at all. How long do you recommend for someone to, from the beginning, to ride a horse, get on the horse? Um, how long does it take for them to become comfortable? 
I'm going to say it's usually eight to ten weeks. Okay. Depending on what they, you know, how how fit they are, how long they can ride for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of dependent on them also. But, and you know, we try to use our, in our increments, yes. you know. Yes. But there's some students that we have that makes it 20 minutes and their their body is just fatigued then. Oh. And it's it, depending on, and there's others that can ride for hours at a time, so. Okay. Uh, that's amazing. I can't believe this. It's just so good to talk to you today. Um, Sheila. Uh, uh, thank you. I just, I just love this. I take this in. It's better than, for me, it's better than prayer. It's <laughs> just staying in the moment with the horses. <laughs> that's terrible for me to say that, guys. Okay. How does the interaction with horses differ from adults to children? Well, adults, as adults, maybe have um, some things stuffed deeper inside of us. Mm-hmm. And then, and we've learned to, oh, like compensate for that. Okay, like have a different demeanor or put off a different aura, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But but it's amazing. Or like, you know, somebody come up, an adult will come up and say, oh, I'm not scared of horses, not at all. Okay. Well, you bring a horse out. Yes. And then it's, you know, where the uh, uh, rubber meets the road and they're like, ooh. <laughs> So they have to kind of change and, 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 you know, try to be big, bad, and tough. And then you realize that they're hiding or masking something. Oh, Where children Mm -hmm. sometimes don't always, they don't have those years of stuffing feelings or pain or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And so they're a little easier for the breakthrough to happen. Okay. Right, but I believe I believe it happens on children and adults. Some just may take longer than others. Mm, and a horse lets your defenses down. Is what you're saying? Yes, because you have to kind of. Well, do I want to communicate with it? Then I've got to let go of some things, or I need to. I truly am scared. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. How do I go about doing this a little better? Oh, that's exciting. So. The horses are big. I found that out. They are really big, and they're three D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I paint. Big stars are out here. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um. So, do you notice that you have more men or more women coming to the barn to take riding lessons? I would say the majority are women, mm-hmm. because women, I believe now, this is just my belief. Mm-hmm. I believe women want to nurture and want to care for. Okay. And so where men, some of it is uh, the ego where, oh, I don't have to communicate with that or I don't see the need in that, where a lot of the women come out and it's very easy for them to groom and to take care of their animal. And so it feeds their nurturing. Okay. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And men enjoy it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's more of a sport for them. It's not about the bonding and, the, you know, it's oh. about more what, what can I get accomplished. I think I have to become more of a woman here. 
<laughs> uh, give me a brush the next time. <laughs> so Sheila, for someone like me who is from the city and who has never really been around horses too much, how would you help me to become more comfortable with horses and help me to face my interior fears? Well, if they're scared of horses, we try to find a common ground mm-hmm. for them to feel comfortable. And then it also, this is where the knowledge of horses comes in. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a very, very timid rider, right. you don't want to, or a person, you don't want to put them with a timid horse. Because oh. oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Don't bond well. Could you explain timid horses so, to our friends? What does that mean for a, them? A timid horse would be a horse that spooks, that has no confidence. Okay. Just like the timid rider mm-hmm. has no confidence, has right. no, um, I'm afraid to do this. Okay. So you would put them with a more confident horse, mm-hmm. not a bully by any means, but a, a horse that knows his job and is going to take care of that so that you can grow that rider or that student to have some confidence. Okay. And then that way they can grow together. Horses, if you do not give a horse the patience or time to process, Mm -hmm. they will become unconfident and scared and scared themselves because just as humans, we we have to know that we have to grow our confidence in a skill or at a job or in life. Right. And we do that based on good experiences rather than bad. Right. Right. And so if a person is very impatient and has to, uh, I want it now, the instant gratification. Mm-hmm you're going to put them with a horse that's what I call your the schoolmasters. If you don't put your leg in the exact spot, right. they're not going to do what you say. They're okay. not going to listen to the cue because they're that seasoned oh, okay. to know. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? Yes. I'm... Okay, so that kind of helps with the impatience because then the person mm-hmm. has to say, Okay, mm-hmm. what am you know? Ask for help and think about what they're doing instead of just doing it and expecting it. Okay, so this is reliance. They have to have a greater reliance on the horse as well as their teacher. Yes, yes. So, so now anxiety uh-huh. are anxiety. You try to find out some background on that. Why is there anxiety? Okay. You know, is there a certain area or anything mm-hmm. like that? So, once again, you would take the person with a lot of high anxiety right. and put them on a uh, a very confident horse. Okay. Wow, you because have... if you took, yeah, if you put them on a, a high, because horses get anxiety too. Oh. And if you put them on a high anxiety horse, right. well, then you've got the two that don't mix well together. Right, and they could probably feel the energy that goes through them when they're when you're sitting Absolutely. on them. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, so, energy's a big thing. Right. And that's the other thing with people that don't have patience. 
Right. If their energy gets higher, then the horse is like, I don't know what you're asking me. I can't read the signal. <laughs> um, you have to take into account, as a teacher, I can tell you're very gifted. You have to take account into account psychology, sociology. Um, exactly. A lot of these skills that help you to to bring out the best in people, obviously. In, yeah. Hmm. Yes, and, and, and kind of, you know, read between the lines sometimes. Right. And it's not a perfect science, that's for sure, but with God's help, we try to get it done. What have you liked best about teaching? I love to see a student, whether it be a, a, a young or old student, mm-hmm. I like to see when that connection happens with the horse. Mm-hmm. And then they start having... And when I say conversation, I'm talking about communication. Mm -hmm. When they start having a communication, the student realizes, I can do this, and the horse responds this way. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, I I love it when that communication starts to happen. I also like to see when a child overcomes something. Say you have a student with anxiety. Mm -hmm. When... When they can overcome some of that anxiety in their lesson, mm-hmm. then it starts filtering out into the world with them. They, they yeah, they mm-hmm. start. You know, if I if I if I communicate well mm-hmm. with my outside peers, mm-hmm. then they gain confidence in real life situations. Yes. And so mm-hmm. horse lessons really do, they go home first, mm-hmm. it starts at home, they take it home, mm-hmm. and then it goes to school. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how that works. Well, how many students do you think you've had over the years to teach? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just curious myself. That's a tough question, yeah. That's a tough question. I've been teaching for... I started full-time just under 10 years ago. My whole life, I think, has been a teaching field. We have people that go through town, and I get to see people from Germany and Russia. And, you know, it's just the vast majority of students we get. They may be one-timers. They may do it for six weeks. They may do it for six years. Oh, wow. It's it's Mm -hmm. telling. I don't even know how to put a number on that. Well, wow, that is amazing that you thousands. Have, I would have to say thousands. Thousands. You've affected so many people just through your therapy, through the horse riding, through your engagement with them, and um, obviously communicating with them and letting them know a little bit more about the horse world. It's been it's been an incredible journey for you so far. Oh, it's, I am a blessed lady. <laughs> I have God has given me many gifts that I am so undeserving of. It's amazing. When I'm at the barn sometimes, Sheila, and you're not looking, but when you're petting your horses and whispering to them, I can see the love that you have for them and the respect you have for them. And that has always been a factor that's brought me back, that you really, really love them, and I can see this deep bond from your heart. Now, speaking about relationships, Sheila, what qualities or what quality do you look for in a horse that will help it to succeed in your program? One of the most things I look for probably is adaptability. Okay. Yeah, because 
I expect a lot out of my horses and they must, they have to have the ability to adapt. You know, Mm -hmm. one day they may have a rider that is high anxiety and the next day they may have an able-bodied rider that was learning how to trot. So they may trot for the whole hour. Hmm. I mean, they have to be able to have the ability to adapt. Hmm. So you can find out, you can see that when you're out look choosing your horses? Well, there's there's a few telltale signs and a lot of it's just, I pray a lot. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Uh, ask for uh, uh, God, is this the right one? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Is this going to fit our needs we need to do? (laughs) Oh, that is so cool. I am very happy that you can speak about your spirituality as well as how much the horse can teach us. And it all goes together, doesn't it, Sheila? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I've seen God do a lot of healing in horses themselves. Oh. And let alone then that gift gets passed on to a rider at some point. Oh, so you're giving them the confidence and the therapy themselves to help us. Oh. Sometimes. Sometimes mm. we've, we've had horses that are problem horses that have turned out to be phenomenal lesson horses. And they just needed the right communicator or the right circumstances to, to thrive. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, this is this has been an exciting interview with you. I mean, I've learned a great deal. I see you at the barn here and oh. there. I never know what to ask. <laughs> this is ah. great. So uh, now you can just, you know, think about it. And Bishop Gilmore has been out to your barn. He's taken lessons too with Sheila. And he's always mentioned that he's always been amazed by the fact that even with a simple nudge or a simple pressure from his knee, he could make the horse move just a little bit. And he said, wow, I mean, I can affect that move. So I thought it was really cool. Yes. Communication. 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 And that's what it's about. So thank you, Sheila, for engaging us and bringing us into your world and letting us know that there's so much more to it than just sitting on a horse. Your world is exciting. And God and animals, they're a blessing to us. And together, they can heal us. Would you like to tell us again how to get in touch with you or? Sure, sure. If anybody would want to experience time with horses, please Mm -hmm. call area code Mm 620-253-4761. Or they may email me at Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A, Urban. U R B A N at right. hotmail dot com. Oh, that's perfect. And uh, yes, and they can they can sure. And we have websites up on Urban Riding Academy. Yes, that's at urbanridingacademy.webs.com. Grateful to know you. I probably will be coming to the barn to say hello again and brush those horses. <laughs> Absolutely, we always look forward to seeing you, Jacqueline. You're a breath of fresh air. All the way from Canada. It's the only place I ride is in southwest Kansas with Sheila, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, friends, this is Jacqueline Lowe again. If you liked our podcast today and it impacted your life, please consider donating to Grace That Reigns at www.gracethatreigns.com or share this podcast with a friend. Thank you once again. Goodbye.